Shut up, I love it. Hello, everybody. This is Shut Up. I love it. I'm Joe Cabello, and I'm here with... Sasha Filer. And today in the studio, we have a very special guest. I only know his first name. I know he is a connoisseur of world cinema, I think. Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but I know his first name is Tad, and he is here to talk about a very special movie that he's going to introduce himself. Welcome, Tad. Tad, what's up? What's up, everybody? Shut up, I love it! Oh, thank you. You sound very excited about this already. Well, thank you. I'm pretty I'm pretty PU'd, pumped up to be here mm. with Joe and Sasha and to get to talk about my passion. This is very exciting. Yeah, because film, you're a film guy. A hardcore film oh, guy. Oh, I am a, I am such a film buff. That is the only type of buff I am. Great. Well, yeah, and why should you be any other buff? Because, you know, we wouldn't see your buffness should it be a different kind of buffness. But the film buffness will come through for sure in this yeah, episode. Yeah, I pump weights with VHS tapes, so I get you, <laughs> Tad. That's what I'm talking about. Tad, first of all, what is your last name, just so we're clear going forward? It's just Tad. Okay. Is that it's, a Tad Tad? I want everybody to know me on a first name basis. Does that mean it's Tad Tad or, ju- or just Tad? Just a simple Tad. You know, we know Oprah. We know Oprah. We know Oprah, sure, we know Pele. Winfrey, but yeah, Pele. Do we still know Pele? Or is that an old reference from 20th century? He's the soccer guy, right? Yeah, like the best soccer player ever lived, I think. But that could be old news and uh, or like old information and no longer uh, Well, applicable. you could say that the topic of today is kind of maybe the Pele of, of cinema. Some might argue. I love that. What a great way to segue into Tad introducing today's topic. Tad, what are you here to discuss with us? Today, I'm here to discuss my true passion, which is the 1939 hour and 52 minute Victor Mm. Fleming classic, The Wizard of Oz. Wow. Uh, Very interesting intonation there you got going on. Is that always... Thank you. Yeah, is that... Your way to express the excitement about this subject? Yeah, or it sounded like you weren't sure. (laughs) Was that a question mark at the end of Wizard of Oz? Are we here to see Wizard of Oz? Are we talking about the other 1939 classic that actually won the Oscar, Gone with the Wind? How double dog dare Uh you, Sasha? You invite me on here to talk about my passion, the Wizard of Oz, and you bring up within the first minutes before even getting warmed up, my mortal enemy, <gasps> Gone with oh, the Wind. Well, let's oh dig into God. that a little bit later. Yeah. This, like, because that's kind of a rivalry, a little bit. These movies. Um, but but for Victor Fleming, it was probably like the sweetest year, 1939. I mean, Hitler invaded Germany, and Victor Fleming, the director, was having the best year. Two monumental films, still top ten films, probably of all time. Gone with Pele's. the Wind and Wizard of Oz. A couple of Pele's. <laughs> couple of Pele's. Look, and one of them deserved the award. One of them didn't. Okay? And Gone with the Wind. This movie is like four hours long. Do they even edit this movie? Because I think they just edited out the good parts. Ooh, wow. That's a burn. How, oh, wow. Yeah. I... 
It's a hot take. It's a hot take. Though I do agree that four hours is a long time for a film. But that's compared that's to what, it. Uh, four hours. You could attack Gone with the Wind for that. As far as uh, Wizard of Oz, I'm kind of interested in your pick to bring that on the show and hear your take because I would say it's fairly beloved. If it's not crossing over into old movie territory where younger audiences aren't as interested in it, that might be what I'm yeah, saying. So tell me, uh, aside from loving this movie, why did you uh, want to talk about this? Well, because I, I truly do believe it is the greatest, and I believe that it has... It was overlooked when it first came out. It wasn't actually widely loved and received until it was premiered again on TV. So when people enjoyed it in their homes and it was re-released, that's when it got this resurgence. And I feel like in recent decades of cinema, it has gone overlooked and it should be more appreciated by everybody. And it should rank number one. I don't understand why we have movies like Citizen Kane. Okay. More like Citizen is that Lane. A, is there I, Citizen Kane? I mean, it's not. We're not talking recent movies, Citizen Kane, because there. I don't think there is one. We're talking also an old yeah, movie. Yeah, it's Citizen interesting Kane. that you're, you went over. You went after Citizen Kane. You know, like so many movies you could go after as far as being kind of the degradation of cinema and like Bloodshot starring Vin Diesel. You could probably go after. <laughs> uh, but you're. Uh, when's when's the last new movie you saw, Tad? Oh yeah, that's a good question. I keep up. I keep up with all of the recent cinema. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm I'm watching them. I'm watching the Bloodshot. I'm giving them all a chance. Mm-hmm. I'm giving them a chance. Honestly, I'm giving them a chance in the ring with the Wu, the Wizard of Oz, and all of them are getting knocked out because wow. they're lazy. Hollywood is just reheating leftovers. Okay. How many movies have you seen that you grew up with? Are you just seeing Hollywood reheat and recast? and remake again what are we supposed to do just go watch them are they we know what they're doing why are why aren't there any new items on the menu it's a valid point though um i am still interested to hear what movies do you think in the recent memory except for the aforementioned bloodshot let's give it the last 10 years maybe (laughs) (laughs) yeah like what are the other movies that do you think uh, overshadowed wizard of oz in the way that it hurts you, like it hurts your feelings. Like what movies should be young generation, the the Zoomers should be watching now instead of, I'm, I'm sorry, should not be watching, but instead watching Wizard of Oz. Okay. Recent one that we saw, it was, it was in the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Joker. Joker. Really? Did you guys enjoy this movie? This movie was depressing consistently for two hours. Joaquin Phoenix... I found myself walking out of that movie theater because that guy is one sad clown. Also, uh, just a little side note, what was he doing hanging out in a clown locker room? Do those even exist? Change it home and then go to work. There's no such thing as a clown a- locker room. As opposed room. to the, also, uh, the yellow brick roads and uh, talking lions. Those okay. are more... Yeah, yeah. They... Mm, <laughs> See, this is this is where I get really peeved off because in the past two decades, I want Hollywood has up. thought that they're edgy by going mm-hmm. dark. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're gonna go dark. We're gonna have a dark take on a superhero. We're gonna have a dark take. You're a comic book, okay? You're a clown, and you can be as evil as you want, but you're just a dumb clown. 
I don't care how sad you are walking. I don't care how into character you got or how much you lost weight. That doesn't make you a good actor, and that doesn't make me care about you. Wow. Wizard of Oz, sure, they had things like the Yellow Brick Road. They had things like things somewhere over the rainbow. They had the Emerald City. But guess what? Wizard of Oz knew it was a movie whisking you away to a better world. Okay. They were just several years out of the Great Depression. But guess what they did? They rose above the Depression, and they, they took us away to someplace over the rainbow, which was just perfect. Todd, if I may ask you, how old are you? I'm timeless, <laughs> just like the Wizard of Oz. But if you're wanting a specific number, I am 31 years old. I think 31 years old. Specific number. Yeah. <laughs> I guess what I struggle with is I think everything you're saying about Wizard of Oz is absolutely correct. Um, I guess the nuance of your opinion, though, is that it is the best movie ever and that it seems all other movies suck. I'm sensing like an aggression towards all other movies. Not only that you think Wizard of Oz is better, but they should their existence is a problem for you. Do I have that wrong or what am I hearing? It sounds like you have me pretty nailed down, Joe. (laughs) I think you have nutshelled me in a correct manner. I do believe all other movies are actual dumpster fires and honestly a disrespect to The Wizard of Oz because I, I don't even believe we should have made movies after 1939. Once you have the recipe right, we don't need you to keep changing it up. Wizard of Oz hit a home run. A walk-off home run. The game is over. Shoo-shoo now. Go home. So should the film business, filmmaking stop after this point because you've reached the climax of its existence? Or is that what you're saying? That's a very radical thing to say if that's what you're saying, Tad. Is that what you're saying? I'm a very radical guy. I'm I'm here expressing opinions. While it may not be popular, I'm stating just pure facts. I'm, I'm coming to you straight from the heart. You know, I'm bringing you the heart, I'm bringing you the courage, I'm bringing you the brain, Mm -hmm. just like The Wizard of Oz did in 1939. And yes, I believe that cinema as a a whole should be purely dedicated to the woo. They should be streaming it on all the sites. They should be playing it in all the theaters. There should be amusement parks dedicated to it. But no, we're focusing on on all these other peasant movies that are trash. But why? Why? But you watch it. So if you watch all the films that do come out, at least like maybe the Oscar winners or Oscar contenders and you're, it's, a, it's still a lot of movies to see. And so you go in hoping you're saying that that movie might be good, as good as Wizard of Oz, but then you just leave disappointed and becoming angry young man. Is that what happens to you? That's exactly it, Sasha. I, I go in with this sliver of hope, mm-hmm. just a sliver. Mm-hmm. And... It never is fulfilled. I have such low expectations. I do. Okay. Because the movie industry right now is fast food. It's fast food. Mm-hmm. It's the idea of movies, the idea of entertainment. But the next day, I wake up feeling sick. I feel I feel bloated. I feel disgusted. You know, the movie industry is Taco what Bell. What do you eat? Oh, okay. Okay. That's what it feels like. Okay. Still. It's a metaphor, sorry. I'm still, I'm eating the metaphor right now, the bloated, and I'm feeding it to you. There. Mm-hmm. And The Wizard of Oz is filet mignon. Mm. Maybe some mashed potatoes. Some green beans, maybe? Maybe a hot fudge sundae? It's a full-course meal, and it's fulfilling. I don't need Taco Bell. Dad, I don't need it. Dad, you know, when somebody loves something this much, like the way you love Wizard of Oz, it makes me wonder... 
Um, what is the, sort of the emotional significance of this film? Like, what is the personal That's connection? a good question. It's like the Star Wars effect where a lot of the older Star Wars fans cannot like the new ones because it's not possibly making them feel the way that when they were a kid and watched Star Wars. So Yeah, what is maybe the first... Ma- exactly, like what Joe, Joe was saying with the Star Wars. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people of certain generation, maybe maybe over 40, I'm guessing, is that who wouldn't give up like the old first three movies but w- what was the first experience for you to see wizard of oz or what was the just kind of painted picture for us young tad how old you know what is the context any adults in the pictures in the picture like what is what is what is this formative moment for you so first off i want you to know shame on you for even bringing up Star Wars, oh um, the movie that just can't get enough of itself, and mentioning it along the lines of Wizard of Oz, because I think you're playing on some type of nostalgia, which I, I want to assure you, this is not the case. Mm. Okay? Not with the woo. It is still quality. There are things that you enjoyed as a child that are still just as good now. Star Wars, George Pukas, gag me with a spoon. Wow. And Disney, you can stick it where the sun don't shine. Wow. But for me, yes, The Wizard of Oz has saved my life multiple times. As a child, believe it or not, at six years old, I was constantly getting picked on at school. Mm. Constantly. Getting stuffed in lockers. Kids would fart in their hands, and they'd go, hey, Tad, want a cup of soup? And they'd throw it was in my it nose. Wet? Was there any wet contents? Yeah. It was so moist, wow. Joe. Wow. It was so moist. And I used to love soup. I really do. Now I have to just eat strictly <laughs> solids. Strictly I can understand solids. That. Yeah. It made me fear liquids in general for a while. I got very dehydrated. I ate so much fart soup. Mm. As anyway. I'm eating a piece of uh, a peanut. Yes, um, that sounds horrible. So you're a six year old uh, bullied kid. And yes, what happened? I was very bullied. Mm-hmm. I was very bullied. And I remember I came home to my mother and papa, and I was telling oh, them about this. Mother and papa, interesting. Yes. I'm sorry, just noticing little things. Mm-hmm. I was telling them both. I just said, these kids are farting cups of soup into my nose. And my dad said, Dad, you got to stand up for yourself. you got to have some courage, son. You need to have a brain. Mm-hmm. You need to have some heart. Because by golly, you're Tad, and there's no one like you. And I, I just thought in that moment, I go, you really mean that, Dad? And he goes, as long as you're here in our home, you're safe. And I remember at that moment hearing, Someday I wish upon a star And wake up where the clouds are far behind me. What was that? A teenage Judy Garland playing in the background. Wizard of Oz was on TV. And I sat down absolutely mesmerized. Now, it was in sepia tone as the movie starts. Sepia tone, it's young Judy Garland. She's singing about some world where she belongs, some world where where colors are brighter, where people are better, where your dreams can come true. Because in her world, the mean old lady that lives next door is trying to steal her dog, and she's suffering through a twist or a storm, and she lives in Kansas. Which has to suck. Have you been to Kansas? Oh, 
Good Lord, Kansas! Shout out terrible. to our Kansas listeners. Um, it's just one long fence, one long road to nowhere. Yeah. And I identified with Judy. She connected with me on screen. Sure, this movie is so old. Sure, this movie's from 1939. But my goodness, when I got whisked away, just like her home got whisked away, and she landed in Munchkinland, and she opened up that door into a Technicolor dream world. I got whisked away, too, with her. And what an adventure I went on. And that was the first time I ever watched The Woo, The Wizard of Oz. And by golly, I got chills just thinking about I, it. Life that, is never that the same. That's a beautiful story. But if I could play armchair therapist here, <laughs> it would appear that uh, you were introduced to this <laughs> movie at the moment that your father said one of the singularly most beautiful things I think a father I've ever heard of a father say to someone and probably nothing he's said since has rivaled that at the same time this movie's on he said in this house you're safe he said something beautiful as this movie's on and you've turned uh, that into outer hatred for every other movie that hasn't made you feel safe in the instance that you have uh, watched it and how could it um so I think you have some uh, blockage that you need to get through to enjoy movies. Personally, that's what I think. Yeah, I mean, if you are a film buff, I just want to jump on that same train that Joe's um, starting to... Uh, I'm peeling you like ride. an onion, Tad. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's starting to smell, Joe. It's starting to smell, and I want you to know I'm not going to cry for I you either. I am not, I'm not picking on I you I have either. one layer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, Tad. Look, um, Joe is not picking on you. I, I, I know you, 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 you hold yourself as a very defensive person. Uh, but I feel like maybe if you are a self-identified film buff, then you should possibly open the horizons in terms of at least allow the discussion of other movies that are not Wizard of Oz. Let's. I think we could find some common ground. Uh, Wizard of Oz with hmm. uh, the set the the album from Pink Floyd over over it. Okay, you think I'm not? You think you're the first person to suggest this to me? Not not you at think all. That really. Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon improves upon the Wizard of Oz's award-winning soundtrack. Does it need Joe? to improve on it, or can it be its own thing separate from it, without your father's loving Look. memory attached? Okay. Just because some hippies tripped on some acid to Pink Floyd singing money doesn't mean that it even belongs in the wonderful world of the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. I, look, yeah, I didn't. I, yeah. Oh, if you're suggesting that if if my father was a big Pink Floyd fan, I, I'd all of a sudden be like, sure, go ahead. Throw that over the first 45 minutes of important dialogue in the Wizard of Oz. And it will improve. I, I upon do. It. I think. I no. think if he was watching, uh, Wizard, whatever that thing is called, what's it called? Like Pink Floyd of Oz or whatever it's called. I think if he was watching that when he told you that beautiful thing, you would be on here defending Pink Floyd of Oz. So I think what you're trying to say, armchair therapist, not licensed, by the way. I think you're trying to suggest that my entire love for the Woo is. It's generated upon the exact moment when I watched it. Is that what you're trying to say? Absolutely. Dark Side of the Rainbow. Dark, Dark side, side of the, of the rainbow. rainbow. That's it. Mm -hmm. I absolutely think that. 
which wouldn't be bad, but you've turned you've that has actually created an outward negativity to all other movies. That's bad. Well, but you see, I I've watched movies before, I've watched movies since, and I watch Wither of Oz on repeat, and so I I still love it. I love it over and over again. I discover something new every time that I love about it. Mm-hmm. It's not just tied to, which I understand that you could tie to nostalgia or something deeper. But I, I yeah. want to assure you, it's just the actual quality of the film. I get that when you're a kid, maybe you watched a movie like, I don't know, uh, Dunstan Checks In. You know, there was a lot of monkey movies in the 90s. And as a kid, you were like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And then when you were in your 20s, you went, oh, this is trash. This is garbage. Or just, it's for kids. It's for kids, correct. (laughs) It's clearly not timeless. Mm -hmm. Or a movie like Ed, starring Matt LeBlanc from Friends. And and you went, oh, look, it's another monkey who can play, excuse me, chimpanzee. Thank you. Who can play baseball. Oh, wow, this is is amazing. This is hilarious. Oh, even as a child, I might think it's a real monkey. And then as an adult, you Mm. watch it and you go, oh, that's just a guy in a monkey suit. And the whole illusion is destroyed. You're choosing very very specific (laughs) monkey-based movies that aren't very good. And you know what I would say is if I enjoyed it as a kid, me not enjoying it as an adult does not take away my joy years ago. It's not a time machine that suddenly steals it. Are you familiar with the quote, uh, comparison is the thief of joy? Yes, wasn't it uh, Roosevelt that said so. that? Roosevelt has said everything, so probably. So probably I like stuff. to go into movies not comparing them. What drives you to go into a movie with the comparison as if it needs to be compared to that movie versus stand on its own? Well, I'd say we as human beings can't help but compare. Like if, if, if somebody goes, if you if you go and eat a burger... Right? You've probably eaten a lot of burgers in your life. If you eat this burger, somebody goes, what do you think of it? Most of the time, you're probably like, I mean, it's, it's a burger. It's, I mean, it, it looks like another one I've eaten. It was made similarly to another one I've eaten, but it doesn't have the taste of the best one I've eaten. Mm. Right? I there, would there never answer like that. something that we all know. Well... I mean, it's a it's, hey. a it's a deep analysis of uh, a burger experience. Yeah. Are you sure that you're not related to Roosevelt? Because I think you're trying to thief a lot of my joy. <laughs> you got me there, <laughs> Tad. Tad, I am curious. <laughs> I am curious. How's your dad doing? Like, wh- what is he at? Is he still around, or did he pass shortly after that conversation I, you had? He did not die instantly <laughs> after. What an odd uh, leading question. <laughs> To, like, change reality there, Sasha. I am just trying to see where the emotions are coming from. No, my my parents are both still alive. They're still together. They're still in love. And and I visit them frequently. They live over in Burbank. And we oftentimes will get together and watch The Wizard of Oz as a family. It is very much a tradition. And, and they love it. They don't love it as much as I do. They don't. Mm-hmm. But they watched it as kids. They grew up with it. And they understand me. They get it. They get that I'm a super fan of the woo. You know, they, they, don't, they don't challenge it. They, they embrace it. And they also, each year, they give me a gift of a year's supply of Orville Redenbacher popcorn so that mm-hmm. my supply never runs dry. Wow. 
So you're not saying your house was taken away from you um, or was foreclosed or anything like that shortly, and it was the last good experience as a family when you no, for the first no, time. No, it wasn't tragic. <laughs> no, Ted, are you saying you that folks, you guys need to did understand? Did Godzilla possibly attack your home and family immediately after watching it? <laughs> no, you silly geese. No, no Godzilla. Look, there truly was mm-hmm. no place like home. That is where I felt safe. The only parts of my childhood that were tough were all of those kids bullying me at school. They were just yeah. so mean to me. They were ruthless. They were trying to suggest other movies that they felt were superior. And I wore my heart on my sleeve, and I wore The Wizard of Oz on my sleeve. I had Wizard of Oz stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And kids would always push me down to being like, Oh, Tad loves that grandpa movie. Oh, Tad, you're a loser. Oh, you know that that lion was just a guy in a suit? Yeah, I get it, guys. I get it. But you know what? They just had their childhoods taken away, and they thought that it was so cool to grow up so quickly. But now they're realizing that they're just lame sauce. Are you in touch with any of those kids? Are you in touch? Are you you aware of what's what's their lives like now, adult lives or anything on social media that you're aware of? Yeah, they're probably all working the drive-thrus at Jack in the Box, Mm. and they're all just living the same predictable lives. Boring. Minivans... Mm you know, settling. They weren't following their dreams. They got serious. They grew mustaches. Their hairlines are receding. It's boring. <laughs> what, I don't want that. And, and 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 how does your life contrast with them, with theirs? I'm just, you know, if, if this is the time when you feel finally good about your life, then what does, you know, take you through the day? What does make you smile when you wake up and, you know, attack the day? So each morning I wake up, I have my alarm clock timed to Over the Rainbow Mm. by Judy Garland, which won the Oscar, Mm -hmm. deservingly. Mm -hmm. And I wake up to that, I brush my teeth, I get Wizard of Oz in VHS tape form, which is possibly my favorite form to watch it, because I watched it square on the TV and the VHS form captures it still square, no widescreen. Okay. I have that queued up to play as soon as I dive into a sweet, sweet bowl of Reese's Puffs, which is like Uh starting my day off sweet Uh with a nice dessert. I watch all hour and 52 of The Woo, The Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. I watch that on VHS. Then I go for a walk. I go to the dog park. Do I own a dog? No. But I just like to go and enjoy all the pups and pretend that someday I'm going to have a Toto of my own. Mm. That's what I've been doing. I want a puppy so bad, but I can't find any that look like Toto. Right. Well, I'm sure there are. It's not that. Gotta be a specific it's not, breed. It's, yeah. Um, did, are you aware of the sexual allegations of Judy Garland being molested by one of the munchkins? Another hard question. Yes, I'm here. very aware... The munchkins on set were extremely frisky. Yes, they they did not know their roles. Their roles were not to upskirt Judy Garland. Their roles were not to squeeze on her little tush. But those munchkins came in there and they did it. It was munchkin land, and as far as they were concerned, she was on their territory. I do not support it, but doggone it, a young Judy Garland stuck with it, stuck it out through that movie. Mm-hmm. She could have quit. Nobody would have blamed her. She could have quit, but... Yes, the munchkins were very handsy. Yeah, they never really responded, supposedly, like 
there was like a one living munchkin when the allegations came out from Judy Garland's husband after her death. And, and the, the only living munchkin at 98 was not in the state to either negate or defend himself or he confirm. He took it to his little munchkin grave. Uh, he really did. Yep, he really did. Should we talk return well, to Oz? Oh, good Lord, Joseph. <laughs> You're just going to keep playing softball with me all day? First you dark side me, then you bring up Return to Oz. Trying to f- My goodness. You know, I just found that at a Salvation Army bin for a dollar unopened. Not bad. Seriously. That means somebody looked at the cover and went, huh, no thanks. This belongs in the trash. And why do you hate it, it so much, Tad? Because the Wizard of Oz knocked it out of the park. Why would you follow it up with some lukewarm garbage? Mm-hmm. Nobody needed it. It stars Feruza Bulk, who would later go on to be the star of Waterboy. Remember her, Vicky Valancourt? <laughs> Adam Sandler you, you was like, that, hey, show me your I movies. You, you bring up that point as if it detracts from the movie Return to Oz, the fact that she... <laughs> well, I just... <laughs> look at Judy Garland, and then look at Feruza Bulk. Wow. Oh, this Very movie arrogant. is also Very it's, aggressive it's so thick. This movie, it's it's nineteen eighty five garbage. It's prop garbage. All right. They have claymation, which is trash in it. Also, you don't like claymation? Why is why is Dorothy No, claymation is so stupid. I don't want to watch Play Doh be filmed. That's not art, Joe. Also, why is Dorothy in an insane asylum? I don't want to see her in a padded room. Also, one of the one of the characters in there's name is TikTok. <laughs> Come on! That's that's all the facts that I probably relevant to that movie. I have not seen it in a long I, time. You know, I can understand. You don't need to. There's a lot of fans that do like the darker take on the world, while many who rejected it. So I'm not too surprised by the answer, but wanted to see how you feel about the canon of Wizard of Oz. I believe there's also an anime. There's an anime yeah. Oz. Okay, see, this is what this is where it's got to stop, Joe. Look, why don't they remake movies that were bad? I don't need to see Wizard of Oz drawn. It was already done. It's done. I don't need to see a cartoon, okay? I don't want to see Wizard of Oz turned into Pokemon. I, I can Tad, agree with I don't that. need to catch that. There's Thank also, you. There's also a 1997 um, TV show called Oz, but inmates <laughs> and correctional officers... <laughs> Yeah, that Starring one simply J. should K. be Simmons. sued for he, stealing the word Oz. It really should. I mean, he probably got a few naive souls tuning in. At least in the first episode. Year, yeah. Back in 1997, yeah. That's how they how do you, you know, you don't know. You really don't. You don't really use internet as much as you do now. No, nobody's going to look it up. They're going to trick them. They're going to watch it. They're going to be like, dang it. Well, I can't go and return it back to the store. Now, I know you're obviously in love with Judy Garland, right? Or, or is it just the love ends once you leave the context of The Wizard of Oz? Look, I respect Judy, mm. but honestly, she should have quit while she was ahead. I, I think she's a very talented actress, but The Wizard of Oz was top doggy. Mm. She didn't need to do stuff like A Star is Born. She didn't need to do that. Mm. Nobody was asking for that. Well, then it doesn't make sense. Why would I ask you what you feel about Liza Minnelli? Because... I personally really like, like, I, I like Judy Garland, like a young Judy Garland. Liza Minnelli doesn't do it for me. Me either. 
Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like, okay, uh, we've already gotten Michael Jordan. Uh, do I really care if his kids are even good at basketball? They're not going to fill his sneakers. <laughs> Come on. Todd, are you in a you relationship? If I might ask a personal question, are you in a relationship? Because, you know, you're simply a very demanding person. And, and I just wonder how does it translate into your personal life, if I may. I mean, what, what do you know? Just curious. We like to well, find out things about our guests sometimes. Look, I'm going to get real with you. It's been a rough road. It's been no, I mean, it's most, it's very much like the yellow brick road. Mm. It seems, it seems nice. The dating world seems nice, but mm. you're going to run into some, some wild adventures along the way. All right. So. And I had this girl that I had a major crush on. Her name was Ruby. 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 Was that the In first reason, the reason you got elementary attracted to her school. was because. Other than the fact that she was foxy. I mean, absolutely foxy. I. Once I laid eyes eyes on her, she had these baby blues. My goodness. She'll make your heart melt like a brownie in the microwave, really. And I went up to go talk to her. I always wanted to tell her what a crush I had on her. And the school bully, Rick Dorstrom, Mm. you guys ever heard of him? No. Should we? Probably just a local local bully then. Yeah, he was more local than a national bully. Yeah. Well, he should be arrested. Rick Dorstrom would hit me right in the heart and say, stay away from my girl, Tad. How old are we talking again? Sorry. How old? It's when I was six years old. Oh, wow. Six years old. And and Ruby, she was so sweet to me. She was so kind and so loving. She was one of the only girls that would take a chance on me and talk to me. And she also she also loved the Wizard of Oz. So I felt this common bond with her. But stupid Rick would always interrupt. He would smash milk on me. He would also be the one who started the fart throwing and, and cup yeah, of soup yeah. into my no, mouth. That sounds like Rick. And I thought I would never see him again. I started working at the local video rental store. And how did, years? And wait a minute. How, how could you possibly work at a video you're rental 31. store? Because oh, sorry, sorry. Well, this is this is fast forwarding. No, no. Sorry. I mean, We're you as early. a person, as who you are. Because I go up and I'm about to rent Pulp Fiction, and you're going to be talking shit about the movie. Yeah, Quentin Totino's Pizza. I'll have a Royale with sneeze, please. Nobody wants to watch Fat John Travolta dance. My goodness, what a bloated exactly. guinea pig. So this he's still covered in grease. Yeah, wow. Like I, Burn. I think if you and me, if I. Uh, rented a movie from you and you talked to me like that about my rental you'd get a pretty hard talking to from me so how do you possibly work at a movie rental store okay how long did the job last okay i was working there and i tried to hold my tongue i was working there for a couple months okay a couple months the manager and i did not get along we did not see eye to eye he kept on getting upset because he would catch me over and over again replacing all of the movies the copies of them, I would replace them with copies of The Wizard of Oz. So you'd go to rent Pulp Fiction. It would be The Wizard of Oz. You'd come in and complain. The manager would get upset, and I'd be like, you're welcome. It's so much better than Pulp Fiction. I'm just trying to save people time. I'm I'm doing something, like, very noble. I'm, you know, like, I'm doing something so sweet and kind for you, but can't you see that? You were about to make a huge mistake. I, so I are you talking personal? Trouble. I'm sorry to interrupt. Are you talking about personal copies? Like you purchase those personal copies? Yes, I have. 
I have closets filled with the Wizard of Oz in all formats. I see. I see we're yes. talking. We're talking laser disc. Yeah, v- like I can laser see disc, getting VHS, in trouble DVD, for that. Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I, I've got them all, mm-hmm. and so I kept on getting reprimanded for replacing these copies. And what was I doing with the other things? I would burn them and sacrifice them to the gods of mediocrity. That's what I would do with all of these movies, so that nobody had to suffer through another waste of cinema. And so where does Rick come in the picture? Or is he? So, Ruby was a regular customer there. She was really sweet. She would talk to me all the time. She would take the time to actually say, Hey, Tad, how are you? How was your day today? Are you like 12? nobody said that. At this point? Are you I was a teenager. I started working there when I was 15. Okay. And she was the only one who gave me the time of day. And next thing you know, she's in there for just a little bit too long. And who comes in but Slick Rick Dorstrom. He comes in and he tries to hurt me. He goes, you talking to my Ruby? You talking to my girl? And I was like, Rick, you got to be tripping, boo. She's, She's my friend. When you and I both know I wanted her to be more than just a friend. He reaches over the counter, pulls me by my turtleneck, and yanks me over the counter Pins me to the ground, right? But little did Rick know that I always carry a copy of The Wizard of Oz on me. And that day, I had the DVD of The Wizard of Oz. Oh, you sliced him. On my person. You better believe I did. I took that thing out, put my finger in the middle, Mm. slit his his little jugular with it right here. He was really PO'd. And pardon my language, he was extremely PO'd. Well, he slid his jugular. Was it a deep cut? Not too deep. It was mostly surface level to scare him. Yeah, he was scared. He was like, oh, no, not my throat. Oh, no, not my throat. Nobody wants that. He starts bleeding on there. He starts bleeding all over my copy. I was like, you can keep that, buddy. It was real smooth, right? (laughs) And Ruby was really impressed, too. I could tell that she was like, I'm so glad you did it. Finally, somebody shut up this chode, right? Pardon my language again. Sorry. No, you can go ahead. Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. This feels like a really safe space. I really don't. I don't like this guy, this uh, bully guy. So sorry I had to go through that. Thanks. Um, Something about you so casually slitting his throat terrifies me to a degree. Yeah. Look. But That's the moment where the Wizard of Oz truly saved my life. It it did. Yeah. He might have killed me. Physically, it did. It could have been any... You could yeah. have reached for a stapler. Yeah, but a stapler doesn't have the history and the strength behind it. Okay. That, it's a 1939 Victor Fleming classic with a runtime of an hour and 52 minutes, does Joe. That has power. A stapler? Those things break all the time. How many times have you tried to staple and you're like, oh! Come on, you got to pick it out with your finger? That's annoying. A couple times, yeah. That thing works. You could you could break it in half, use it as a as a throwing star like a ninja. Just saying. And as well as any DVD. But Joe, you're missing the point here. <laughs> I, I think I don't I I see the point. I just don't You just don't fully take agree it seriously. Yeah. I I don't think the history I think you could throw two DVDs, Pulp Fiction and uh I could slit your throat with both those movies, DVDs, and you wouldn't be able to tell which one cut your throat. Is this, if, if this is something that you actually want to do, Joe, I need to know. Like, are you threatening our guests? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm just using that example versus, you know, some foreign okay. example. Because, I mean, again, look, Tad, it's I'm been... I'm not bullying, Tad. 
yeah, it is just really nice talking to you when you express your love about the film. But when the immediate switch happens and you become very hateful about everything else, I Hard wonder. Agree. Yeah, like I wonder, how does it even affect your life in the sense that you call yourself a f- film buff? You hope that you're living a better life than your former offenders, uh, offender Rick. But 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 you are like, and again, armchair therapist here. But that's what we do by nature on this podcast i mean you seem like you put yourself in this box and you and you're stuck in it and you're like in your own prison of loving this film and not allowing any joy in your own life and i bet you that any woman who goes out on a date with you i don't know the details of why your dating life is not maybe as successful as you would like it to be but i imagine a woman just having a hard time to match the meaning of <laughs> of this film to you. Yeah, you're never going to find a woman who loves this movie the way you do. See, that's the kind of spirit that I don't that I don't need. You know, that's <sighs> that's the kind of thinking Here it is. that that's the kind of thinking that losers have, Joe. And I am not one of those. What, what kind of what person thinking that goes, exactly? Oh, and these billions and billions of uh, people. There couldn't possibly be I don't know. Two of them that love the Wither of Oz they're probably with a passion? Dead by now. I mean, they loved oh. it when it came or out. Or they live in like Japan and you're never and they're gonna married. cross paths. And with they have them. six children. Yeah. But but get this. Riddle me this. If I shout my love for the Wither of Oz from the mountaintops, surely my passion will be noticed by somebody else who goes, you know what? I really dig that guy's chili. That guy's cooking up something good. And you know what? I'm craving the same thing. Uh, and there's going to be a girl. Hopefully it's Ruby. I hope she sees the error of her ways in yeah. Rick. That douche nozzle. I hope that she uh, wakes up and sees that I'm more than just a friend. She knows where I oh stand. Man, this is a, Does this it, is, do, don't women Is that why you're here to really, passionate? Is that why you're here, Tad? To, for Ruby to hear this podcast and to hear this cry for help? Oh my God! I want her this to just, know this just became very I'm meaningful here. to me and very emotional. And I'm not going anywhere. I am my. I have roots in the woo, and you guys can say that I'm in a box, but I'd call that box home, cause that has a roof over it and a rainbow too. You know where I'll be, Ruby? I'll be somewhere over that rainbow oh, where bluebirds fly. That's where I'll be, baby. And look, I know that you guys feel like. Tad, you're a lot like the Tin Man because you have no heart, but I assure you, do not mistake my passion for heartlessness. I just have a refined taste, this palate that can only be truly fulfilled by the woo. I actually might say you're a combination of the characters. Seems like you don't have much of a brain, no courage to stand up to the bullies, (laughs) and uh, not much of a heart for other movies. Hmm. Wow, you remind me a lot of those online trolls that I deal with on a daily oh. basis. They come to my channel called Tad Roast Movies, and they get real upset mm-hmm. that I happen to roast movies. Mm-hmm. Go back under your bridge, troll. So you roast movies? You actively go after movies? Yes. I'm, I'm here to educate people, Joe. How else are they going to know? They're just like zombies, just aimlessly uh, walking through life. 
digesting whatever is thrown their way in the movie industry and not realizing that there's something so much better. They need to hear that those movies that they're settling for are trash. Nobody's being honest with them. They're let's like, talk what? about Oscars then. Okay, let's go pa- ahead. Let's talk about Oscars. Parasite. Parasite. Oh, you know what I love when I go into a movie theater? I love saying this. I can't wait to read this movie. Doesn't everyone love going to the movie theater and reading? No thanks. I felt like I had a parasite. That movie. It felt like a disease that I had no cure for. No thanks. Overrated. (laughs) So the the substance of your review on that is that it had subtitles. Uh, Subtitles and it was subpar. Because it wasn't Wizard of Oz. Yeah. It was well. It wasn't the Wizard of Oz. It wasn't even close. Honestly, am I? I mean, I don't care that this family has gone in and invaded this other family's place and started doing all of these jobs. And oh, they're hanging out, hiding underneath the basement. Who cares, man? I'm not interested. Yeah, huge really spoilers for Parasite. Go by ahead, the way, I'll throw you're... all copies of this movie down into that basement and lock it up tight. Really. You'll do the world a, you'll do the world a service. Trust me. I took that screener, broke that thing in half, burned it. Oh, okay, I was hoping it would not you, be a good story. As long as it didn't star. hurt anyone before. Thought you were gonna say he split yeah. apart and slit someone's throat with it. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad. I almost that wanted wasn't. to do it to myself. Got to be honest. Tad, did any movie come close in any possible way in your you know history of watching mm, movies at good all? Question. For the 75th anniversary of The Wizard of Oz, they did release a Wizard of Oz 3D version, and that comes in a close second to the original Wizard of Oz. It's just, Same movie, but just converted? <laughs> just converted. It was a different format. It also it didn't have the full hour and 52. It was an hour and 41, so it lacked 11 minutes of content. And while it did have behind-the-scenes featurettes, I just have to say it pales in comparison to the original. You don't have to touch greatness. Don't touch it. You're going to get burned. Okay, how about any movie that's not a reformatting of <laughs> Wizard of Oz? Look, my top ten movie list wow. is The Wizard of Oz. Okay, I already know where it's going. The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. The Wizard you, you of can, Oz. You can, you can stop. You don't need the to Wizard finish The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Let me finish. The yeah. Wizard of Oz. Oh, I know what comes next. The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, we're in six now. The Wizard of Oz. Okay. And then I'm going to have to follow with The Wizard of Oz. Okay, there's two more. Up next is The Wizard of Oz. Here comes. And finishing with The Wizard yeah, of Oz. That's okay. the top ten. Yeah. You Gave me the benefit of the doubt for a twist ending, uh, <laughs> but I guess th- that in itself was the twist. Is there anything you want for Ruby to hear that she hasn't heard in this podcast? Because, I mean, if I understand right, Ruby's married with two children, right? Like She's happy if she hasn't talked to you in years. Okay. I think you're doing a little bit of fast-forwarding. Rudy... And Rick are still Ruby and Rick are still together. He has not fully committed. He has not. He has strung her along. Yeah. And it's not fair because she deserves the best. She deserves a partner in this life. Yeah. Much like I do. Yeah, I'm He's surprised just, she's with him, right? Like it's kind of a strange yeah. How many times have we seen this cliche in movies? Yeah, yeah. I'm the friend who she goes, oh, I, I wish I could find a guy who is as nice as you. Friend zone. And then we never smooch, and she goes back with the douche. Yeah, yeah, the friend zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so is there anything she should hear 
Yeah, this is your shot to yeah. really, you know, it's really for her. Do your thing. <laughs> if we come out of this and you are able to find love, I'll feel good about what we did here because I feel as any um, discussion on film that I was expecting and hoping for is really been non-existent so if we can get something out of this that would be great so shoot your <laughs> shot listen ruby it's me tad your tadpole and i just want you to know that you can wish upon a star and you'll find me with a bowl full of oval redenbacher movie theater buttered popcorn i'll have an open heart i'll have plenty of courage and i'll have a big old brain that's thinking about you. So you know where to find me. I live in the same house with the same landline phone number. Just look me up. It's under Tad. Give me a call. You won't regret it. I love you. Wow. That was really vulnerable of me. Okay, yeah. If you want to wow. retake that, we could just edit, edit the best one in. Um, yeah. but So if you want to do it again. I think it put tears in all of our eyes if I can... It could Just be the smoke. Case. It could be the smoke. But I think we're all crying. I think. Thanks, guys. I I really I wanted to tug at her heartstrings, much like Judy Garland did oh. as she sang "Over the Rainbow," which originally wasn't going to make the cut in the movie, and then they put it back in. Would have been a huge mistake. They made the right choice. Wow. Well, you know, before we sort of wrap up this fascinating conversation is there anything you want to share with us about the film that's not obvious to a regular viewer of this film you know because clearly you've seen it like what seven billion times and is there anything that you want to reveal to us because one thing i learned uh is that there's a conspiracy that there's a hanging body in one of the frames that somebody committed suicide Mm. but supposedly it's not it was yes. just um, a sandbag or one of the set designer, you know, props that got in the shot and wasn't removed. I don't know what there's they're talking about. Yeah, but, but there's a rumor going around that a munchkin hung themselves mm-hmm. on one of the trees in the back and you can see them swaying back and forth. This is a vicious, vicious rumor. It's not true. Those munchkins did a lot of things, but they were more focused on hitting on a young Judy Garland, the little munchkin perverts. It was, in fact, proven to be a live bird. They wanted to create this wonderful adventure land, <sighs> and they had a lot of live birds released on set, so they mm. you can see them in the movie walking around. They're very, very hard to miss. And it was simply a bird walking in between the trees. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture now. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be either. I guess it could be a big bird or a regular munchkin. <laughs> I don't know. It seems to me if there was a bunch of birds on set, it's more likely a bird than a dead body that some <laughs> munchkin hung himself in the middle of the film set. So I, I might I might be with Tad on this one. Appreciate that. Thank you. Is there any other knowledge that we're... I want to ask you why was Oz, the 1997 television show, canceled, but I don't think you would know why. So what else can you tell us about Wizard of Oz for those fans out there that you know something, that you there's your chance to share this knowledge that this is it. Tell us, so, give us something to really remember you by, Tad. Do it. I think, I think somebody who is, who deserves a lot more credit than she gets for being one of the scariest characters 
in movie history, Margaret Hamilton as the Wicked Witch was absolutely stupendous. And she was such a dedicated actress on this movie. She, you know, when the Wicked Witch pops into Munchkinland with all of the cloud of smoke, mm-hmm. well, there was a trap door there, and she actually ended up getting involved in a pyrotechnics accident that caught her on fire. She had severe burns that caused her to have to leave set for weeks and weeks. And Margaret could have given up. She should have said, this movie is going to stink. This movie almost killed me. This movie is trash. She didn't. She came back and delivered the most bone-chilling performance. And it was actually said during test screenings, her character was so scary that they actually had to cut a majority of her scenes out because the audiences were getting too spookied. Way too spookied. And I think she deserves to be heralded as the greatest movie villain. There no you go. joker. Kiss that, Joaquin. Wow. Walking out. Great. Well, I think we're going to move on to quick um, uh, section that we do in this podcast towards the end where we rate our, usually our topic. But I don't want to rate Wizard of Oz for this one. I want to rate Tad's opinion, Tad's stance on Wizard of Oz. So the way it works is that each of us creates a scale um, from 1 to 10 and you just pick what else would go on the scale to create like the difference from the topic we're talking about. So for example, I'll start and it just becomes all clear. I want to rate Tad's love, so not the movie Wizard of Oz, but Tad's love of the film and overall attitude that you had carried towards the world based on that. So Okay. And I, let's see what else can I put on the scale. Like I really love Incept not not Inception, I'm sorry. Interstellar. <laughs> I think Interstellar is like my favorite film. Um and I like even like now I couldn't remember what the name of this film, so I should probably be a little more passionate about it. So for that, I would take some points off. So I'll probably put myself, like, my love for Interstellar at, like, six. Like, I can barely remember what the movie's about. I only saw it three times, even though it's my favorite film. But, like, but like I'm not also, like, hating on people with this film. It's like, okay, I hope somebody else loves this film. And, like, if you do, let me know, because I love it. Um, but, like, Tad's love for the... I really respect your passion for Wizard of Oz. Uh, but I also feel like there's sort of the dead end in the discussion when you don't want to see anything beyond it, you know? Like, you love this film so much that it makes you like a blind man. In some ways, you are the tin man who is poisoned by the silver coating on his arms. Also a true story from the film, as you know. Look, they were figuring out makeup back then. So sure, the snow was actually asbestos. Toxicity. It was the 30s. Right. So so in a similar way. Yeah, so just again, metaphor. Um, So I would put your attitude about this film at four. Again, I love your passion, but it's, it's hard when you don't have another film that you can maybe compare it that you like it but don't love it i don't know that's where well, i stand with it but I, again I, think, I love the passion love it i think you you rated your opinion <laughs> of my passion yes yes just to be fair here i know none of us are judge judy it was a very cerebral judge, but it was a bit cerebral look, i'm sorry <laughs> let's let, let maybe maybe because i don't have a person that represents the wizard of oz 
you can think of this like, okay, who you choose to spend the rest of your life with. If I came at you and went, no, actually, I think this person is better than your your life partner. Mm -hmm. This person is better than your husband. This person is better than your wife. You'd probably put up a shield. You'd probably put up your fists Mm -hmm. and be like, "Uh uh-uh, let's go to battle. There is no one else because I'm choosing to love this person for the rest of my life. They are number one. And nobody can change that, yeah, right? Yeah, you are like, in a relationship with this film. I am in a lifelong relationship with mm-hmm. it. So think about that. Maybe that helps. Mm-hmm. You know, like okay, four point five, four point five. That's it. You got me there. You, I'll take got it. Po- extra point five points. I'll take it. Joe, is there anything you want to scale here? Uh, well, I will say, upon revisiting the movie, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, you know, it is delightful. It is deserving of its classic status. Um, just a lot of great stuff in there that's so memorable that you even forget is like ingrained in your memory. So I will say it is a great movie. My uh, my qualms with your opinion on the movie, Tad, have nothing to do with the quality of the movie. Um, I think instead of doing some... Uh, I, well, I would say if you're... Maybe I will try something weird for my rating system. Instead of rating the movie... I'm going to rate your fandom kind of similar to Sasha as far as uh, how annoying that fandom is. Oh, my God. Let's say Star Wars <laughs> Star Wars fans are like a 7 on the annoying scale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, your fandom of Wizard Oz is a 10. Wait, wait, wait. So is, is it more annoying when it gets higher or does it get less annoying? More annoying. Okay. So it's almost oh. like... 10 is worse than 7 in this case. Yeah, so you're yeah, worse yeah, yeah. than Star Wars fans. Uh-huh. It's kind of a reverse scale. I like it. I like it. I like it. See, see Joe. 10. It's with high. Star Wars fans, with Star Wars fans, we get to hear them whine on a yearly basis. Thank you, Disney. As you have to watch them complain about new movies all of the time. And you have to watch them geek out about new movies all of the time. Let me guess. There's going to be a new Death Star that's called something else. They're going to go, oh, how can we possibly blow this up? Uh, I don't know. Wait two hours and 15 minutes. It will explode. What's it's funny the is same you're, plot. you're parroting a lot of Star Wars fans' discourse of Star Wars movies right now. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, yes. This is, this is what we hear from them. And they just, just whine about, they just whine over and over again. Oh, this one isn't the same as the ones that were crappy in the 70s and 80s. It's, who cares? You got CGI and you have, you have 70s and 80s technology. I don't care if it's George Lucas or some schmo that made Lost. I don't care, J.J. Abrams. I, I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. More like Star Snores. Well, uh, gonna- thank you for proving my rating there. Uh, that is a 10. <laughs> So you guys are telling me mm-hmm. that there is no movie that you can think of that you would go to bat for. Like That's I not for the what Wizard we're saying, though. No. Well, I That's mean, I kind of did, I guess, in the sense that I was like, well, Interstellar, like, I love it. It's my favorite film. Am oh, I going to get annoying it about shrug. it? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, but that's because you're just not passionate. You, you, you're just, you're treating Interstellar as a hobby while yeah. I'm over here playing pro ball. Yeah, you're, you're married. You're, like, you're married. When's the last time I saw it? I can't even really remember the mm-hmm. name. Was Matthew McConaughey in right, it? Right, right, right. <laughs> or was he voicing a Carl's Jr. commercial? Boy, does that guy need the money. 
you can't remember wow. a thing about it. Well, to love something does not mean to hate others, I think is the central flaw that of is, your philosophy. That is a thing. Roosevelt To commit and let's say marry something, which if I could legally do it, I would marry the Wizard of Oz, is to say, I choose you and only you, I do, for the rest of my life. But that's death an empty doeth gesture. Part. That's an empty and negative gesture towards a movie. Uh, but it's the love of my life. Have you spoken to uh, a medical professional about your feelings? A non-armchair no. <laughs> therapist? Yeah, so far I've only had two uncertified armchair therapists. Okay. And uh, frankly... You guys have a lot of great suggestions for me to get help. Well, this is your this look. This is your chance. You can create like I'm going to give you freedom here, Tad. You can create any scale of anything. You can you can raid us. You can raid this podcast. Here's your chance to get as uh -oh. angry as you want and go balls out and just do anything you want with the scale. Like take as big of a poo. Uh, I don't know why I say poo shit on it. Do whatever you want. So here it is. Here's your chance. Speak your truth. Okay, this is what I want, okay? This is what I want. I want you guys to throw movies out that you truly think are better than The Wizard of Oz, that you truly do believe are better than The Wizard of Oz. I just want to hear them. Interstellar. I want to hear them. Interstellar. Really, you want to hear Matthew McConaughey go to space? He shouldn't have ever come back. Okay. Oh, no, not this father-daughter relationship trying to okay. pull at my heart. He saw it. Boring. He saw this Interstellar? Yes. More like Interthmeller, because, boy, <laughs> I could smell that thing. That thing had smell o vision, Sasha. The, the puns are strong, strong. Um, my yeah, pun game's on I point. think he just wants to do more of this, so we'll certainly oblige. Uh, I would say a Parasite is certainly mm -hmm. certainly one that's better. Um, yeah. Certainly, certainly. Parasite. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, you a big fan of Quentin Totino's pizza? You like watching him cast a bunch of women in his movies so he can look at their stinky feet? He's just a little perv boy. That's all he is. A little bit of that, but hey. And he just loves seeing a bunch of fake blood everywhere and hearing Samuel L. Jackson shout out monologues. Boring. Are you kidding me, Quentin? That movie's so boring. And you cast Bruce, what you talking about, Willis? That guy's just going to whisper into a lav mic for me? I don't want to hear that. All right. Um, it's, a, it's a true roast here. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I just want to hear about Citizen Kane because we mentioned this film, and it is the kind of like, sure. oh, Citizen Kane, the best movie. What's the yeah. problem there? Nobody actually thinks this is the best movie. When's the last time you guys have even like gotten your friends together and been like, <laughs> hey, let's let's watch this buzzkill Citizen Kane. It's number mm -hmm. one after all. This movie is trash. All he does is talk about Rosebud, Rosebud, Rosebud. But it's just his dumb sled. All right. And I know that it was supposed to be like advanced aging makeup for the mm -hmm. time. If you wanted some real aging to take place, just watch Citizen Kane and you'll feel 40 years older by the time <laughs> it's done. Oh, that's good. That's good. Ooh, um, that's all right. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with uh, Psycho. Psycho? You must be a psycho, certified armchair <laughs> therapist to watch this movie. Yeah, I wanted to take a shower and hack my own head off. I don't want to watch <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock just delay this boring, boring, predictable premise. Yeah, we knew it was your mother. You were your mother the whole time. Your mother is dead. Mm -hmm. Who cares? And they got this at Universal Studios still. It's supposed to be part of the tour. Who cares, man? Just let it die. Right. Alfred Hitchcock is so overrated. He looks like an egg. 
Raging right. Bull. Raging Bull. I just... A couple Raging more, a couple bull more. crap. I don't need to watch Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro fight in black and white for two and a half hours while they disrespect their wives. I don't want to watch that. Oh, and then I watch Jake LaMotta, this boxer, just get fatter and fatter as the movie goes on. It's all the facts Robert of the De Niro? Film. Yeah, those are all facts. Joe, do you, do you, do you have any? Uh, I would say uh, Jaws. Mm. Jaws? More like yawns. Steven okay. Spielberg with this dumb prop shark sinking into the ocean over and over again. And they're like, oh, we're going to play it off as a creative choice. No, Steven, you built the shark and it sunk and it stunk. I wanted to get out of the water and that movie theater fast. <laughs> There's two more. I wanted to do two more. Joe, do you have one? Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambs. These lambs were bob bob buying too much. Buffalo Bill, my goodness, you don't scare me for a second. This stupid Anthony Hopkins trying to go do some early on ASMR before it was cool. You're not freaking me out. And Jodie Foster, oh my gosh, I wanted to foster you because I felt bad for you because you were in this movie and no one liked you. All right, I'm really loving the I'm really loving the the stream of consciousness uh, roasting. Like completely unhinged, <laughs> completely unhinged with, with with the extra extra puns for each one. All right, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do one more, and then I leave Joe a chance to do one more if he wants. I'm gonna go with just the classic classic tw- 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh, I have heard this one over and over again. 2001: A Space Odyssey. <laughs> How many of us could even stay awake after the? Bye-bye now. Snooze fest. Stanley Kubrick. My goodness, that song was much more exciting when Elvis's bloated carcass and a ninja jumpsuit in the 70s walked out to his concerts in that. This movie was so boring, it was like watching someone (laughs) film a history book. Ugh. No one wants to see this. When's the last time you've watched it? You haven't. You haven't. I saw it's like elevator music and 2001: A Space Odyssey. Two years. That's ago. where they are in boredom. Okay, Joe, do you have one to round us up? Yeah, why don't we go with Raiders of the Lost Ark? Classic. Oh, Harrison Ford, isn't he dreamy? No, Raiders of the Lost Ark, more like Raiders of the Lost Screenplay. This one was going nowhere fast. Indiana Jones, take that whip and whip yourself because you've been a bad boy. I wish I was that boulder chasing you down the tunnel, and I wish that I was a bunch of snakes so I could attack you and kill you. You stink, man. I don't want to watch Raiders Lost Ark. Oh, wow, did you see the technology where they melted that guy's face off? So impressive. Whatever, he looked like a hot candle. I'm not impressed by that. You know, it looks like when somebody puts Easy Mac in a microwave and they melt the container. I'm not impressed. You know, I'm gonna suck and say that there's a horror movie that I really love, and I, I, it's probably up there with Interstellar, The Thing. The Thing. Mm. Wow, what a perfect movie title for a movie that we don't even know what it really is. Oh, it's just The Thing. Was it Kurt Russell? Is that his name? Kurt Little Brussels Sprout with his nice little mullet. <laughs> Nobody needs to watch The Thing. The only person who was a monster was the entire production crew oh, and the people who greenlit The Thing. Wow. We were all horrified, Sasha. And shame <laughs> on you for suggesting that, honestly. I'm freaking love You better it. check yourself. Shame on you, Sasha. I'm shame on me, on the armchair uh, psychiatrist. Well, this is amazing, Tad, uh, no last name. Thank you for coming on to this podcast. What a treat. Hey, folks, I want you to know it's been a pleasure. 
It's been a challenge. It's been, it's been it's, an up, it's up and down. It felt safe. Yeah, it's, did it, it feel safe? It felt unsafe. Okay. I, I want you to know that um, my heart has been absolutely racing. Okay. And, uh, but I want you to know, you know, my gloves have come on. My gloves have come off. Mm. And you guys have also inspired me to reach out to Ruby. <gasps> Uh, maybe give her a cold call or a cold knock. I'm just worried Don't about do Rick Don't trying do to come knock. out and choke me. No knock. Um, no knock. But I will be carrying a couple extra copies of The Wizard of Oz, possibly the laser disc, which will be hard to conceal, but most likely lethal if I do need to cause more pain. Well, I hope that's this not for not me confessing to a crime. I, I hope that's not what we inspired you to do is to commit a yeah, crime. Yeah, I would leave those at home. Uh, hopefully Rick is grown up. Is a little more cool now. Doubt it. Oh, he's he's grown, but not up. He's grown out, if you know what I mean. Uh, he's a chunky monkey. <laughs> wow. You're a bully, but uh, we'll get it. <laughs> we'll leave it. We'll Whoa, leave it someone it. using the B word? <laughs> Tad, where can our listeners find you on the internets? Okay, folks. If you guys want to come find me, you can come find me on my YouTube channel, Tad Roasts Movies, where I post a new roast every single Tuesday. And what you can do, if you want to be a tadpole, you can subscribe, and you can also leave comments of movies that you think are superior to the woo, and I will roast them for you. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Tad Roast Movies, and you can also follow me on TikTok at Tad Roast Movies. Yeah, everywhere. I got that handle on lock. Wow. Great. Uh, it sounds like a blast. Sounds like a great time. Joe, what about Check you? Do you have anything to... How's your new comic book coming along? Check it out. It's going to be a graphic novel in the works. Uh, go to patreon.com slash Joe Cabello. And um, I'm posting updates and like the making of as it's getting done. Uh, we'll have 10 pages up for people soon. So if you'd like to see the process and help uh, get it created join the patreon and you should check out my old comic book robotblackbeltchampion.com to see what i'm all about you'll love it and then you'll want to give me a dollar a month to to do my new comic well thank you elizabeth salute for artwork thank you jay hunter for production support thank you bry walker for this amazing song that we're just loving here at shut up i love it find us on twitter and instagram at shut up i love it one and thank you for listening.